Alright, what's going on everybody? Welcome to episode 1 of Car Talks. This is going to be an interesting little series I'm starting. Whereas you can hear I'm driving right now, so hopefully there's no crashes or anything while, while we're live on the air. But if so, then that'll make for some interesting content, I guess. But uh, all jokes aside, welcome to episode 1. The concept's pretty simple. As I'm driving to wherever I'm driving every day, in the morning or you know, maybe in the evening, I'm going to talk about something in sports. And today, I want to talk about the game last night uh, between the New York Knicks and the Los Angeles Lakers. So the Knicks ended up getting the win. It was a pretty entertaining game. I was, I was looking forward to it. Uh, Brunson was missing for the Knicks, which kind of was disappointing because I was looking forward to watching Brunson up against the Lakers. And obviously, LeBron is missing for the Lakers. Lakers really hot heading into this game. Knicks playing well, you know, really for the past few months have been playing extremely well. Um, both teams in the playoff hunt particularly the Lakers, very important for them as they're looking for that play-in spot. So um, just overall thoughts about the game. The Knicks, the Knicks interest me. They, they've, been, they've been rising in my estimation for the past, for the past few weeks especially. It's, I was very shocked, you know, and I think everybody's in the same boat as me is that, you know, nobody really thought Brunson would be this good for the Knicks. And it's, it's shocking that he has been this good. Um, so, so with Brunson really solidifying himself as a star and, and a player you can count on, and they've been they've counted on all year, especially in the crunch time. The Knicks are have risen in in, in my eyes and say, okay, they're actually a team that could contend in a playoff series. If Brunson wasn't there, and, and you even saw last night, without Brunson, they lacked a bit at the end of the game, particularly with Randall and with Barrett, which I'll touch on later. But since they do have a guy, you know, assuming he's healthy, they do have a guy like Brunson, I can see them, you know, winning games in the playoffs. Without him, it's hard, to, you know, for them to close games. So the Knicks have been very interesting, and I think we'll just continue with the Knicks. So so what I saw last night, uh, R.J. Barrett, you know, I believe he had 28 points. Very good uh, attacks to the rim, especially with the left hand. So there's a couple things with that. First of all, it's a strength, obviously, attacking the rim, obviously going to his left as he's a lefty. That is a strength of his. And, you know, when you have a strength in the NBA, you got to exploit it. Uh, And he does. And so that's something that jumps off the page to say, hey, this guy is really good at driving. But later in the game, he had to take shots going to his right or with his right hand, and he missed some some shots in close. So that's something to point out and say, hey, okay, well, he's deficient. So you got to force him to the right if you're defending him. You know, easier said than done with a guy as dynamic as R.J. Barrett. But... That really stood out to me. Uh, from, as far as a shooter, it's not nobody's calling him, you know, Steph Curry or Klay Thompson, and he's and he's not. You know, that stands out as well when you watch the Knicks, and especially last night, he can shoot, he can hit threes at times, but you cannot count on him to be, uh, you know, be very reliable from beyond the arc or at least shoot a high percentage. So R.J. Barrett, though, he showed that. You know, I was I was talking to, to when I was watching the game, I was telling the person I was watching with. He's just kind of average. He, he's a good NBA player, maybe slightly above average. And then he started attacking the rim and had like, you know, whatever, a dozen points in, in a few minutes. But, but I still, after you watch the end of the game, it still makes me feel good about that take that he is, aver- you know, just slightly above average. But you need slightly above average players on the team. So I think he's very valuable for the Knicks. He's not the number three overall pick, like superstar. He, he'll never be that. But I think he's a very serviceable serviceable player for the Knicks 
And then, so let's talk about Randall. Another guy stood out to me. So Julius Randall, he had a bunch of points last night. He is a, a huge scorer for the Knicks. And he's really an interesting guy. It's weird how his career has played out. I mean, he is... I would say that he's definitely panned out from where he was drafted uh, by the Lakers out of Kentucky. Uh, Randall's, he's a good basketball player, very good scorer, and a fringe all-star guy pretty much every single year. And the only thing about Randall is now that he's on the Knicks, uh, you know, a team that's kind of an upstart team still. They're young guys, Brunson, um, you know, Quickly, uh, Barrett, all these different young guys. Randall kind of has the green light at all times and that's a good thing because he is a very good scorer but it's also a bad thing because you can even see in the game last night he'll start shooting the Knicks out of game sometimes where he just shoots and they're not always great shots so so Randall and Barrett both stood out to me last night as players like you know these guys really they stepped up in Brunson's absence but they also kind of showed some of their some of their weaknesses as players and, and that'll hold back the Knicks without without Brunson. So getting Brunson back is key. But, you know, the Knicks look really good. Um, Hartenstein actually, you know, didn't score, I don't think, at all. But he, he was pretty impressive. He played instead of Mitchell Robinson late in the game. Uh, Manuel quickly, we saw his ability to go off and score uh, the other day in his big 38-point performance. So, you know, the Knicks, they interest me. I, I'm keeping my mind open to them. Usually, you know, especially for the past decade or so, and even longer than that, being a basketball fan, you know, as being a basketball fan, the Knicks are kind of just a joke team. And uh, they're definitely changing that narrative. I think what Tom Thibodeau is doing, Thibodeau, Thibodeau, what he's doing in New York is, is uh, you know, it's, it's obviously working out pretty well and, he, and it's turning it around. So I think they're on, they're on the up and up. But I'm not ready to call them, you know, a serious contender yet. I do think they're a team that could upset somebody in the playoffs, though. You know, whether it be uh, Cleveland or in a 4-5 matchup. You know, whoever they may face up with. They could they could cause problems. And at the very least, they're not going to be easy out. Okay, now let's talk Lakers. So, the Lakers have been on fire. Anthony Davis has been going, you know, absolutely nuts since LeBron's gone out. And he just shows how good he is when he's healthy. The only thing I will say with Davis, and it's been this way, you know, for a lot of his career. He does disappear at times. And... I think that's just because of his personality. I mean, he's, to me, he really reminds me, and I'm a Suns fan, so I, this, you know, this is the top of my mind. It really reminds me of DeAndre Ayton in many ways, but just a little bit more of an edge, a little bit more of an aggression, more of like the alpha or number one mindset on the team. I don't want to get too deep into that, but you know what I mean. That number one kind of mindset as a player. But he still does defer, and he kind of fades in and out of games sometimes when it's like, dude, you should be scoring like 40 every single night. You should be demanding the ball on like pretty much every possession, but but he doesn't. So, but either way, he's been playing great uh, since. So the trade deadline, they got Jared Vanderbilt, who's been just amazing for them. Their defense is shot through the roof because because he showed up. Uh, kind of a do it all guy for them. You got Malik Beasley, who's you know he hasn't he is definitely has not played as well as Vanderbilt has, but he's still another piece on the team. And D'Angelo Russell, who is now playing like he did a few years ago where he was looked at a ri- like a rising star in the league. So, you know, the trade has been, you know, really huge for the Lakers, especially with LeBron's absence. You know, if LeBron was out and they didn't make these trades, I'm not sure, I, you know, I'm not sure they have. And, and I say trades plural because also Rui Hachimura has played well. I'm not sure they're even contending for a playoff spot anymore. So the Lakers, 
they just they're very interesting because last night so they didn't get the win obviously but they, they played well in moments I think the biggest factor for them not getting the win was just kind of I, they just weren't very consistent at the end of the game they they didn't get good shots they, they weren't getting good looks uh, like I said with Anthony Davis he was kind of fading in and out so you know I think it, that and that's that, that's defensible because they are still kind of a new group together but uh, you got Reeves who just kind of find himself in big moments playing well uh, you got a lot of guys on that team and they scare me and I, as much as it pains me to say when LeBron comes back if when LeBron comes back they're going to be a dangerous team I mean nobody wants to face them in the first round uh, even if you know even if because a lot of times it's hard for me to really say are the Lakers actually going to go far there's a world where the Lakers go and make the conference finals there's a world where they also lose in the play-in you know they're that there's that wide of a range of outcomes for the Lakers. But at the moment, it's just hard for me to write them off because they have LeBron on the team. You know, if they didn't have LeBron, if they had another superstar alongside AD and, and the team they have, I'd say, you know what, you write them off. They've played bad all year. They're just very inconsistent. Now, injury prone, you know, write them off. But it's hard for me to write them off because of LeBron. So I, I'm kind of operating under the assumption that they're going to end up in that higher range of outcomes that I'm saying. So, you know, they're going to be a problem in the playoffs. Uh, as a Suns fan, I'm glad, you know, I would I would rather play them in the first round than the Clippers or the Warriors, but uh, I'm not sure that's a possibility. But I, I don't, I, either way, you know, Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, whoever ends up, you know, if the Lakers get through in the play-in, you don't want to match up. You do not want to match up with the Lakers in the first round. So, that's that's pretty much all I got on the game. It was a it was a very interesting game. Uh, you know, two storied franchises, so obviously it makes for a nice matchup on paper. But you you know, we wish LeBron and Brunson were there. But it was definitely a fun game to watch. Basketball's in a you know great spot. I've been saying recently to you know friends of mine and people I'm talking about the NBA with. I feel like the NBA is in the uh, best spot it's been in probably five six seasons. It's, it's in a great spot. So the West is extremely fun. The East is getting more interesting with teams like the Knicks and the Cavs really kind of like solidifying themselves as teams that aren't totally pushovers. They're not going to be pushovers in the playoffs. So I cannot wait. You know, the stretch run in the season is going to be good. These games are starting to matter, particularly in the playoff race in the West. And, you know, once the playoffs come, man, it's going to be it's going to be must-see TV. So I think that's it for Car Talk Episode 1. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. If you did, make sure to come back for more. Other than that, I'm out. Have a good one.